We do have reason to be thankful as we move into this Thanksgiving season. We can give thanks for a God who loves us, a God who provides for us, a God who lets us enjoy such wonderful, bountiful blessings as He has allowed us to enjoy today. Service begin with baptism, with this beautiful music we participated in. As we shared together earlier in our Sunday school hour, a wonderful family event. Uh, thank you to all of you who helped with making our uh, Advent uh, initiation season such a, a wonderful opportunity for our families. We thank you to Margaret and Diane, all the folks who planned all of that. An opportunity to read God's Word together, to look to Him and know that He hears us. We have reason to be thankful. This morning we want to find out what happens when we're not thankful. All of us have those seasons in life where, for whatever reason, we cease to be as thankful as we ought to be. Zechariah chapter 7, we will read this morning, reveals to us the danger in that and the importance and significance in our life of thanksgiving. Not just the holiday, but of the attitude of thanksgiving we all need to have. We're going to be reading from Zechariah chapter 7. We'll be looking at verses 11 through 14 this morning. I remember watching some of the old newsreels about the Dust Bowl. Drought conditions combined with some over-farming practices in certain areas that took land that was once fertile and brought a tremendous harvest and turned it into a wasteland. The images were, were devastating. Families with all their belongings packed on an old farm truck, driving away from their former home in a huge cloud of dust. Growing up in West Texas, I knew what that was like. We used to watch the dust storms blowing in and then watch our yard blow across town. I understood what those <laughs> dust bowls could be. God had intended the promised land to be A land flowing with milk and honey for his people. But through their sin, their rebellion, and their hardness of heart, they had turned it into a wasteland. And now in the time of Zechariah, after a season in which God took some of the people from the land and placed them in exile, they now had the opportunity to return, to come back home. And Zechariah shares with them a word from the Lord exhorting them not to make the same mistake their parents and grandparents had made. We're going to read this morning from Zechariah chapter 7, starting with verse 11. But they refused to pay attention. Stubbornly they turned their backs and stopped up their ears. They made their hearts as hard as flint and would not listen to the law or to the words of the Lord Almighty had sent by His Spirit through the earlier prophets. So the Lord Almighty was very angry. When I called, they did not listen. So when they called, I would not listen, says the Lord Almighty. I scattered them with a whirlwind among all the nations where they were strangers. The land was left so desolate behind them that no one could come or go. This is how they made the pleasant land desolate. Thanksgiving reminds us to never forget What our God has done. We need to listen when God speaks. When God spoke to his people, unfortunately, during the time that Zechariah describes, they failed to listen. 
And so he sent his prophets to try to call them back to him. And he describes how they turned their backs and stopped their ears. They acted like an ox refusing to allow the farmer to put a yoke over its shoulders. We're like a little kid that when his parents are trying to tell him something, he's running around the room going, I can't hear you, I can't hear you. That's what the people had done to God. They refused to listen to what their heavenly Father was telling them. Verse 12 describes the progression of their disobedience. They made their hearts as hard as flint and would not listen to the law or to the words that the Lord Almighty had sent by His Spirit through the earlier prophets. So the Lord Almighty was very angry. The more they refused to listen to God, the harder their hearts became. Until finally they were like an impenetrable wall. They refused to obey God for so long they could no longer even hear His command. That's perhaps the most horrific consequence of disobedience to God. It brings about desolation. It brings about desperation. But even worse, the more we ignore God's word, the less we are able to hear it. Now, our physical ears do the same kind of thing. You've had this happen to you before. You're driving in the car. You get in. You turn on the engine. You hear it kind of roar and rumble. You turn on the radio and you get the volume just right here in your favorite song. So you start driving down the road, you you get onto the highway, and the engine noise and the wind noise gets a little bit louder, so you turn up the radio so you can hear it. But it doesn't sound louder to you because your ears have learned to adjust to some of that background noise where you don't even hear it anymore. But then as you get off the highway and you you come to a stop, all of a sudden you realize how loud you've had the radio turned up. You you turn it back down. Our ears have the ability to filter out some of what scientists call white noise, just that noise that's going on in the background so that we don't even hear it anymore. That can happen sometimes With the voice of God. Too often we allow the background noise of this world to drown out what God is trying to tell us. And the more we turn away from Him, the more we refuse to listen to Him, the fainter His voice becomes in our life. And as we hear less and less from the Lord, our hearts grow harder and harder until suddenly we come face to face with the consequences of our rebellion. Now, how do we guard ourselves against that happening? None of us wants that to happen. We wouldn't be here this morning if we didn't want to hear what God had to say to us. So how do we avoid what happened in the nation of Judah? How do we avoid what can happen when we Allow our hearts to grow hard. Well, in a simple sentence, by obeying God's Word. As we seek God's will through His Word, and as we allow God to speak to us, and as we follow God's Word, we become more attuned to what God is saying to us. 
For as Jesus constantly told his disciples, let him who has ears to hear, let him hear. We need to constantly turn down the noise of the world and listen for God's voice. Now, now you do the same thing with your radio sometimes. You'll be driving along and you've got the radio cranked up and all of a sudden a news bulletin comes in and, and, and you really want to hear what it has to say. But, but then the engine noise, it, it's drowning out and you can't hear it. So what do you do? Well, well you pull the car over. You, you stop the car. You turn off the engine and then you listen to what's being said. Sometimes that's what we need to do in life. We get so busy and so active and we're going so fast that God is speaking to us, but we're not hearing it. And when we hear God's voice, when we sense that He's speaking to us, we need to stop and listen to what our Lord is saying. Now, we need to listen to God's voice because the consequences of refusing to hear God's voice are devastating. In Zechariah's day, the people had just returned to Jerusalem. Again, what's happened? Their parents and grandparents had rebelled against God over and over again. God had sent his prophets in to try to bring them back. They'd refused time and time again. And finally, God had allowed a foreign nation to come in, conquer their land, and many of them were taken out of Israel and Judah, and they were placed in exile. And for 75 years, they've been away from their home. Country. In fact, for most of that generation, they'd never been in Jerusalem. But in the time of Zechariah, suddenly God had allowed his people to return. They were coming back and they'd come back with great anticipation of rebuilding the city, of restoring the temple. It was an exciting day. And in that excitement and anticipation, Zechariah warns them of this very important truth. They must guard against allowing what happened to their ancestors to happen to them. Because if they became more concerned with rebuilding the city, if they became more concerned with building their homes than they were with building the kingdom of God, they would find themselves growing hard of heart just as their parents and ancestors had done. And they would face the same results. That's what Zechariah says to him in verse 13. When I called, they did not listen. So when they called, I would not listen, says the Lord Almighty. I scattered them with a whirlwind among all the nations where they were strangers. The land was left so desolate behind them that no one could come or go. This is how they made a pleasant land Desolate. It was a hard but very important message. Because God would remove his protection from them, just as he had done before. And they would be scattered, just as their ancestors had been scattered. But worst of all, they would grow hardened to the voice of God, just as their ancestors had grown hardened to the voice of God. They were at an important crossroads in their life, in the life of their nation. They could hear God's voice and heed his call and see their land restored. Or they could reap the whirlwind. I suspect it's hard to imagine the power of a tornado unless you've been in one. I've never personally been in one that touched the ground. I've seen the devastation that it leaves behind. When you're standing there looking to a beautiful home that's been reduced just to a pile of wood, it's, it's hard to even imagine 
what it would have been like to be in that situation. That's the imagery that God gave to the prophet Zechariah. Utter devastation. The people of Zechariah, they had heard the stories. Their parents and grandparents had told them what the land of Israel once had been and how it had been taken away from them and how it was their fault, how they had brought all this on themselves. They'd heard the stories. Now what they needed to understand was it could happen to them if they made the same mistake. So what does that mean for us? I mean, it's an Old Testament story. Happened way back then. What does it mean for us today? Well, as believers, there are several very important truths that we need to understand from this passage. First of all, it underscores the profound need for us to share Christ today. The longer we wait, the harder their hearts are going to become. Next week, we kick off our Lottie Moon Christmas offering for international missions. You're going to hear wonderful accounts of what God's doing around the world. You're going to see some videos of missionaries sharing what God's been doing through their ministry. We're going to have our week of prayer where you'll read about some exciting things that God's doing around the globe. On Wednesday nights, we're going to be watching a, a video of a missionary, David Garrison, who's going to, going to share some incredible ways that God is doing amazing things in the Muslim world today. People coming to Christ in, in, in ways that we've never seen throughout history. Next week, you're going to hear Jacob Franklin sharing to us about what God's doing in East Asia. You're going to hear some exciting things about how God is at work right now. But folks, we need to do that right now. We can't wait to share God's Word with our world. We can't wait to share the Gospel with people around the globe because the longer we wait, the harder their hearts are going to become. We need to share Christ now. Second, this underscores the tremendous importance of our ministries to children and to youth. Again, I'm so grateful for all the folks that helped out with our event today. A wonderful event this morning. If you didn't have a chance to walk by Fellowship Hall and look in there and see all the families having a great time preparing for the Christmas season, that's a, that's a great blessing. Folks, what we do in our preschool and children's ministry is essential. What we do in our youth ministry is absolutely vital. We need to pray for the workers who are part of that ministry We need to lift them up to God that God will use them in a profound way as they plan those ministries and and do the things that they're doing to share God with our children. We need to be ready to give to those ministries to make sure that they have the resources that they need to do the things that need to be done. Because, folks, if we don't reach them now, their hearts are going to go hard. And they're going to be doubly harder to reach when they become adults. We need to pray for our children's ministries, pray for our preschool ministries, pray for our youth ministries in a profound way, begging God to make those ministries as powerful and as useful and as bountiful as they possibly can be. We've got to share Christ with them now. Zachariah's message reminds all of us of the importance of listening to the voice of God in our life. Folks, God's speaking to you. He is. He has a message for you. But so often we're not listening. 
This passage of, of Scripture reminds us to avoid the horrific temptation that sounds so innocent. And here's what it is. We think, I'll take some time to listen to God tomorrow because I've just got too much going on today. And once I finish this, whatever this is, once I get this done, then I'll start listening for God's voice in my life. And that this can be a lot of different things. That this can be an immediate thing that's going on in our life. That this can be something that's a little bit longer. You know, once I finish my career, then I'll, I'll listen more to what God's telling me. Once I get my family raised, then I'll listen to more of what God's telling me. Once I, I get this done, then I can start listening to God. Folks, we cannot succumb to that temptation. Because whatever this is, whether it's your job, your career, your family, whatever this is, you need to know what God's saying to you about that right now. We need to be listening to the Lord right now. And that means spending daily time in God's Word, allowing Him to speak to us through the Scripture. It means spending time daily with God in prayer, asking Him to guide us and lead us and give us the wisdom that only He can provide. We desperately need God now. Folks, if you know Christ, you can't lose your salvation. can't be done. It's impossible. It's a done deal. Because our salvation is not dependent on what we do. It's dependent on what Jesus has already done. He died on the cross. He paid the price in full. It's a done thing. can't be taken away. Once we've received in faith Christ as our Lord and Savior, that is an eternal decision. But that doesn't mean you can't be miserable right now. You want to know how you can be miserable? Just don't listen to God. Just don't listen to him. Now, you won't lose your salvation. You'll go to heaven one day, but you'll be miserable right now. In fact, I would argue you'll be the most miserable person on the face of the earth. Because you're going to know what you're missing. Deep down, you're going to realize... God saved me. He forgave my sin. He has blessed me. He's given me such abundance. And I'm putting him off. The time to listen to God is not tomorrow, not next week, not next year. The time to listen to God is right now, today. Now, our world will do all it can to drown out the sound of God's voice in your life. Our world will put all kinds of stuff in your life to try to drown out what God is saying to you. And so there comes times in our life where we just need to stop and listen to what God's saying to us. I'm grateful for a holiday like Thanksgiving because that's what that emphasizes. And of all our holidays, other than perhaps Easter, Thanksgiving is one that, that hasn't really been secularized as much. Because even, you know, we, we eat a lot of turkey and all that stuff. But we still recognize this is a, a time that I'm supposed to be thankful. We still get that. I mean, our, our nation still, even in all the other things that our nation does wrong, we at least understand that's the point of what Thanksgiving is all about. And I'm glad for that because we have a day where we can just stop and just say thanks to God. That's amazing. We need 364 more of those a year because we should be stopping every day and giving thanks for all that God has done in our life.
So we're going to do something this morning. Just for a second. Won't be long, I promise. I still got six minutes, so it won't be long. <laughs> we're going to take just a moment, and today we're just going to stop. There won't be any music playing. There won't be anybody talking. It's just going to be you and God right there where you are. And I want to ask you to do something. Just stop right here, right now. Give thanks for what God's done for you. And then just listen for what God is saying to you. We're going to take just a moment and do that right now. God, this morning we stop. There's some of us, our lives are going a thousand miles a minute. Some of those are self-induced. We've just created busyness for ourselves. Some of it is, is not caused by us. Circumstances have piled upon us, sometimes in profound ways. And God, in the midst of all of that noise, Sometimes we fail to listen to you. So right now, we we, we ask you to forgive us for that. We want to be a thankful people, not just during the season of Thanksgiving, but all year long. To always be grateful for your blessings. To be grateful for your salvation. To be grateful for your mercy and your love. To be grateful for your gifts, for your presence, for your power, for your grace. And oh, precious Heavenly Father, help us listen to you. We need you. We need your voice. We need to hear your message for our life. And you've made ways for us to do that. You've given us your word that clearly presents your command. You've given us fellow believers who can help us to comprehend what it is that you're seeking us to do. You've given us the church where we can come and be reminded of your powerfulness and your goodness. So God, help us listen, because we need your voice. For it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.